Hey everyone, I'm Nick. And I'm Haley. And we're on a mission to grow into all that God is calling us to be. We've created this podcast to encourage, empower, and exhort men and women to do the same by challenging the world's standards through having real, authentic, and truth-filled conversations. We are here to take a bold stance for set-apart believers, helping them grow into spiritual and emotional maturity. We believe that by connecting the heart and mind, we can finally heal our wounds and break generational patterns that have been holding us back, leading us to enjoy ultimate freedom and produce good fruit in life, individually, in marriage, as well as in other relationships. This is the For His Kingdom podcast. Welcome Welcome to to the the conversation. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode. Welcome back. We hope you're doing wonderful and hope that you've enjoyed the past few episodes. This is just the beginning, just the intro for everything that we're going to be diving in. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you guys are ready for some more fire. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Today's episode is on pillar three. Doing relationships the best way. AKA God's way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And this will be just a foundation. Once again, we will have to be containing ourselves because there's so much that we want to say. Literally. So much. (laughs) So this is actually a very, it's a tough, it's a challenge to us. To do these pillar episodes. (laughs) Yes, because we're ready to go deep, but we need to tackle it one step at a time. Yes, and we're starting at one episode a week right now just to get things rolling. But if you guys are loving these episodes, um, loving what you hear, you're growing, you're like, okay, Haley and Nick, one episode a week, that takes me, what, 30, 45 minutes max to listen to? I'm ready for more. You're making me wait a whole week. <laughs> Let us know because we don't want to do too much. But trust me, like Nick just said, we have plenty to talk about. Yeah. So if you guys are ready for more, we'd love to know. Yeah. And we've had some people already say that, right? That message us saying, hey, we're loving it. I'm so excited for you to dive into the meat of things. So oh, that's right. Yeah, there, there are some people that are ready for that. Um, Don't you know, worry. It's coming. Yeah, we're going to get there. <laughs> so, all right, let's dive in. So doing relationships the best way, God's way. So let's touch on why that is so important. We're going to stay big picture here today. Okay, we're not going to go into practicals, but why is it so important to do relationship God's way? I'm going to go ahead and start us off by saying that we've both, really, I'm speaking for the both of us, we've done it the world's way mm-hmm. for, you know, for a while. Longer than we've done it God's way. Yep. And we already Literally. know. <laughs> and so, long. yeah, it didn't take too many, thank God, it didn't take two, three decades to figure out that doing it God's way, excuse me, that doing it the world's way does not work Mm -hmm. and it leads to hurt and pain and frustrations and traumas that now we get to deal with and heal from, which we have been, Mm -hmm. but there's always the new layer, the the next level of of healing that takes place um, because of, of partaking of the world's way of doing things. And now we're sitting on the other side like, guys, this is so much better. Trust us. It is worth it. It is so much better. It may seem it, it may seem challenging to do it God's way, but it is so much. It really is easier, I believe. 
And it mm-hmm. is much more fulfilling to do in relationships God's way. Yeah. You're spot on, babe. I love how you started out with that because, yeah, I mean, for some of you who don't know us, um, you might be like, okay, like there's more Christians cliche, you know, do it God's way. However, we are speaking from experience. And I just want to point out how you mentioned we've done both. Well, we did it the world's way way longer than we've been doing it God's way. And it didn't take long to realize, wow, God's way is way better. No wonder he tells us to do X, Y, and Z. No wonder he tells us not to do X, Y, and Z, you know, no wonder because his plans are best. He is our father. He loves us. And he doesn't just tell us to do things because he wants to be demanding. He wants to control us. If he wanted to control us, he would have forced us to do these things, right? But he gives us the free will and the choice. However, he still gives us the instruction because he knows it's the best thing. And Nick and I are speaking out from experience today. So much more rewarding. Yeah. So much more fulfilling. Absolutely. Yeah, all of it. And, and I'm, yeah, just on that note too, I am personally convinced that relationships, obviously that lead to marriage, which is what we're, what we're, we're saying without saying that, I mean, when you, when you do relationship God's way, it always leads to marriage because that's God's design for relationships that we're speaking about between a man and a woman. And we're not going to go into the conversation of what if I'm not even going to go there (laughs) between a man and a woman, that is the original design and it leads to marriage, which is also the original design. And when done that way with God in the center, it becomes very, very fulfilling. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have, have challenges. It doesn't mean that you have to overcome things and work through things, but it does mean that you, your chances, I believe, and I'm convinced of this, that your chances of making it in a marriage that is fulfilling, loving, long-term, with unconditional love that doesn't change as the person changes because we all change over the years. So, you know, true unconditional love means that your love doesn't change. I believe the best chance to actually achieve that in today's world in the 21st century is by doing it through biblical principles and having God be the center of it, which is our first point here as to why that is so important Mm -hmm. because we get to build our relationship on a firm foundation that is unchangeable. We will change as people. We are flawed as people. God is not flawed. Mm-hmm. God does not change yesterday, today, or tomorrow. And so building our marriage, our relationships on his foundation is the best way to ensure that your relationship, that your marriage will be long-lasting, thriving, fruitful Mm. and actually fulfilling. I am convinced of that. Now, does it mean that people that do that will never encounter any challenges? As we already said, no, that's not the case, but the chances are Mm -hmm. the odds are on your favor or in your favor. Yeah. Right. So that's absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I want to point out what you just said about, we're not saying that you won't encounter challenges. I mean, let's just take the Christian walk as a whole. Jesus never promises us that we will not 
encounter challenges. But what he does promise us is that he will be there with us through all of it. Mm -hmm. And that applies to marriage too. So what you're saying is the reason that the chances are better is because when there is a challenge, an external challenge, or perhaps our sinful nature as husband or wife comes up and something surfaces and there becomes a, a challenge or an issue, we have something bigger than the both of us to lean on and to fall back on, if you will. Um, hopefully we're leaning on it, you know, proactively. However, even if we're not, because we're, we're human, right? We can still fall back on the Lord and turn to him and be like, okay, God, forgive me for trying to do this myself. My sinful nature wants to chop my wife's head off right now. Even mm. though I love her, she's on my same team. Help me mm -hmm. overcome this with love, with yes. your perfect love. And so if we don't have that foundation, we have nothing to fall back on. No wonder divorce rate is so high. That's right. We lean on ourselves too much. And I think I just want to highlight something that you said, that both people get to lean on God. This, that's a very important piece of this puzzle, right? It's that both people need to be actually seeking God first. Yeah. You know, we say this to, to each other all the time. We want the both of us to love God more than we love each other. And that's how it should be. We should mm -hmm. seek and love God more. I need to seek and love God more than I need to seek and love my wife. And I need to seek and love my wife a lot because she deserves to be treated that way. And she's the love of my life. But I need to be seeking and loving God more. And so the call here, the, 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 the gift here is not for us to become codependent on each other, but to become interdependent, right? And so both people need to be actually seeking God. And that's where the Bible speaks about being equally yoked, which is not even something that we had written down here, but equally yoked means we're both seeking God, the same God, right? Yeah. We're both, we're both seeking him above all else even above our own relationship. But that is what we lean on and are filled up from mm -hmm. in order for us to overflow and pour our love to the other person unconditionally. Mm. <laughs> I want to touch on love because that's actually, look, we're just flowing y'all. Like, like Nick said, we have so much to say. Um, but before we do talk about love, hold that Mm -hmm. that point. Go ahead. Um, I want to bring us back real quick to Luke chapter six. So in verse 46, Jesus says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is built well. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. And so, again, Jesus is speaking about our whole life here. He's speaking to believers, and so we are doing the same right now. He's speaking to people who believe in him. They claim him as their Lord and their Savior, but they're still not doing what he's telling them to do. 
And so if this is you listening to this and you're like, yes, I love Jesus, but I haven't put God in the center of my relationship area of life, we are calling you to do so because Jesus is speaking to you right here. Why, why are you not doing what I'm saying? Here, let me show you how this is going to go for you if you keep listening to me, to me, but not fully trusting me enough to do what I'm telling you, to put my words into practice. And so he's speaking about our life as a whole, but we loved this verse because it applies to marriage as well. It applies to marriage. If we don't build our house, build our marriage on a firm foundation, the floodwaters, the challenges, the things that life throws at us. I mean, there's always something, you guys. We we can't expect to live a perfect life. But as Christians, we have everything we need and more to overcome. And th- that's kind of our point here with the marriage. We have everything we need to overcome challenges in marriage if our marriage is built on the one and only firm foundation. Amen. That That's it. That's it. Well stated, well put. And I want to point out how the, the, the verses say when the flood waters rise, mm-hmm. when the floods come, not if they will come, it comes to everyone. And mm-hmm. so we must ensure that we're building our life and that this is a spiritual principle, right? That we're building our marriage as well yeah. on this firm foundation. Because it will come. That's right. If y'all, if you're dating someone and you haven't experienced a challenge or an argument or miscommunication at all, oh boy. Yeah. Don't don't think that it's not going to come because it is. And actually when you're dating, it's good that it comes. You need to see how you, you guys handle that. It you is. Know? And uh, it'll happen in marriage. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will. Yeah. And I think the, the result of them will expose whether the relationship is actually built on solid foundation or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just once again, to reiterate, the solid foundation is God Almighty. It is not ourselves. So we are not the foundation. Yeah. It is on Him. He is the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And so... He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yeah. But guess who's not? Us, us humans. Yeah, we, we change. We change. Our looks are going to change. Our opinions may change. Everything's going to change. Our talent is going to change. If we love our spouse or our significant other due to that, that's not a firm foundation. We need we need to love them on something that is not changing. That's right. Because if not, on. oh, I may love you today, Nick. Tomorrow, you know what? I'm not feeling like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the that's the world's definition of love. It's a it's a feeling. It's a feeling. But before we dive into that, so that another point that we want to bring to to us and making our case as to why doing relationship God's way is better. Ecclesiastes 4.12. If you guys are following, I'm going to read it. Um, here we go. So I'm going to I'm not going to read the entire passage here, but it's speaking about the advantages of companionship. Why we why it's good to to have a companion. Right. And he gives the example of a, a child or a brother. So it's not referring to only marriages here. Right. I just want to clarify that we're not doing exegesis right here. We're just identifying a spiritual principle of companionship and why it's important. And, and towards the end of this section, which is on verse 12, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So one of the 
ways that we get to ensure that we have a thriving and fulfilling marriage and relationship is by having a three braided cord, a three braided rope Mm. as the essence of our marriage. The two members of the relationship and then God as the third piece that holds it all together. Yeah, just on that note, because hopefully if you guys are dating, listening to this, hopefully you have in mind whether you've consciously recognized it or not, um, or it's just subconscious and you desire this, but you haven't really been focusing on, wait a second, I I desired this. And I'm talking about marriage. Whether you're dating right now and you consciously know, I want to be married, I'm looking for someone to do my life with for one person for the rest of my life and really build a fruitful marriage that we're speaking of, or you're just dating, but you haven't really pinpointed that yet. Um, How on earth are we going to keep a a rope that's like just twisted around each other together forever? I mean, if you've ever just wrapped a rope to around you know what we're speaking about. It's, it's easy very to easy apart. to just unravel it. Like nothing's really holding it together. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll actually start unraveling by itself. Yeah, it um, so that's, I believe, the point here where mm-hmm. when you, you interweave God in that rope and you, there's a braid, like we braid our hair, it doesn't just random it like ropes or, or um, what's the word? Not rugged, but like the material three it, it stays together mm-hmm. maybe a hair wasn't the best example because our hair is really soft <laughs> but an actual rope like it stays together when there's three pieces and that's the point how are we going to have that long-lasting marriage if we're just trying to wrap ourselves around the other person and just crossing our fingers quite literally just two things crossing our fingers that yeah good it's luck. gonna last good luck <laughs> it, it, it can work but the but the odds are very low. And it will not be fruitful. No. I promise you that because the fruit of the spirit comes from the spirit. The joy, the peace. Yeah. The love, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control. Oh, Lord knows we all need that in yeah, marriage. And it, and it's challenging enough um standing on our side all of us here that are believers, but we we need to really take this serious because it is challenging enough already on our end. We need God to help us through all of it, through all of it. That's the point here. It's not that we're better because we're doing it with God. We're better because of God. We know because we can't do it him. alone without Him. <laughs> right, and yeah. and and it and it's a humbling realization to recognize that. Like, wow, maybe I can't do relationships just the way that I've always done in in my past before I, I was born again. Uh, and, and even constantly check ourselves, right? As believers, it's easy to get to a place, uh, where we think we're good on our own. And that's the moment, you know, pride came right before the fall. And so Mm. that's the moment that we started going backwards and going a different direction. And there's so many couples that have been married so long that can attest, hey, we almost got divorced. Why? Right. Because we stopped applying these principles that the Lord gives us. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, I do think I am biased. I do think it begins with, with the men, with the man. I think it begins with us first because women are, are usually more drawn towards love. So they, and who's, who's the founder of love? Who is love? God is love. So women are they they go to God quicker. 
because they are driven by love. So, so the, the women that know God, that know Jesus, they go to him because they know who he is. And so the <laughs> men are usually the more stubborn, the more hard-headed. Uh, try, we try to do it all on our own. We want to be Superman, and then we keep falling over and over and over, and then we really fall. Then we go to him, but then we try to do it on our, on our own again. And <laughs> it's, 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 we, we get prideful. Mm. Our ego get gets in the way. And so this is just a, a call and an exhortation to all fellow men listening to me right now, really go after God's heart because he can help you. You don't have to do it all on your own. You don't, you don't have to do it on your own to try to impress God. Go to him. He loves you already. And then he will help you through all of it, including your relationship. And and that is a sign of a, of a mature man of God man of God. If, mm. if the man is not seeking God, that man is not yet mature in God. Mm. That man is, they, that man can be mentally mature. That man can be financially mature, but that man is still emotionally and spiritually immature because he's not actually, he believes with his mouth and with his, with his mind, but he's, but his heart doesn't reflect that belief by his mm. actions. And so we need to do that. We need to lower ourselves mm. and be under Christ so that we can love our wives properly as men and it is a progress it's a it's a long-term progression and evolution it doesn't happen overnight but that is what we we should be doing as as husbands or as people that are are dating because it, it goes back to that as well or even if we're there. dating yeah. how are we am i respecting this woman am i am i leading her am i leading her properly am mm -hmm. i understanding the boundaries of courting or dating or am i doing it once again the world's way and already oh, I, messing up the foundation before it even begins before it even begins and if that's you hey repent go to god we started like that actually our relationship and yeah. and and it hit me and i and and i felt so convicted and i presented the idea of us changing our ways to my to my now wife and we'll mm -hmm. speak more about that another day but we we've both repented and we chose to change and we know because we've experienced the fruit of it now the lord heard our cry and he mm. and he helped us and he and he blessed us because of of that obedience to do it his way mm. oh so. my gosh yeah yeah i agree honey i love how you're talking about that because it's not just men who can be prideful and not go to god but as the head of the household Starts even when you're dating like to to be the leader i agree it's so important mm-hmm yeah. And, Amen. and, and also what you said about God's not impressed with us by doing it. We don't need help. Like that's actually a very immature thing. God's more impressed with us humbling ourselves and saying, Lord, I need you. He's like, you're right. You're doing this right. I'm going to, I'm going to bless your obedience. I'm going to honor your obedience. And that's what actually impresses God. Yeah. Impress. I, if, 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 if that's the word say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's when we're, we're doing what we're called to do because we recognize who we really are. And I, I think God, he honestly probably laughs when we are like, Oh, I got this God. Like I'm, I'm going to do it among. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be waiting for you. You, you come to me. Just wait. We'll see it, how it'll, this it'll goes. Happen sooner, sooner or later. And some <laughs> people hold on for so long until it gets so bad. Mm. And that's when they're at the, they're about to get a divorce. Boom. They, or they're, you know, they've been with someone, whatever. You guys get the point. Years. You guys and like the they point. don't step into marriage and they right. don't know how. And yeah. Oh, there's so many so, ways that it could go wrong. But on that note, let's, dive, let, let's, let's keep moving. 
Yeah, let's shift to our next point about, we're kind of speaking about it right now, but about how the world's way of doing relationships is very selfish. And I know that might trigger some of y'all who are still living that way in your relationship. You know, you're... No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but if you're, but if you're listening to us and you enjoy listening to what we're saying, that's probably not you because by now, if that was you, you probably would have stopped listening by now. Yeah. Or maybe after this episode, you're going to be like, okay, they're too raw for me. So they're, you know, the spirit's convicting me when I listen to them. I don't like it. I'm going to run the other way, which to each their own, but we hope you come back. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, that's really just the truth. Um, because just thinking back, I mean, Nick just mentioned our relationship started out very selfish and there's a lot of things we could point out on this point. However, I think the biggest that the Lord has revealed to us is if you're sleeping with someone that you're not married to, you're just looking on what you can get from them. And a lot of you are going to be like, whoa, 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 Haley, that's not true. Like, I know I would be with him even if not. Well, well, why aren't you? Then try it. Then try it. Do it. Because if it's really not about you, if it's you're really not just taking from the relationship, then you should be able to stop taking altogether. Respect their purity. Serve them. You can't do that? Huh. I wonder why. It's because the sinful nature is all about us. When we lived in the world, we were us, 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 us. And so that's what the Lord convicted us of. And we found it to be so true because now stepping into marriage, having repented, becoming wiped clean again from that, we were new creations coming into our marriage. And we're actually starting our marriage off serving the other person instead of, Hey, I'm going to take from you. And then we're going to go into marriage and we're going to keep taking when in reality, like if you can't even not take before marriage, what makes you think you're not going to be just taking from the other person after marriage? If your goal is to serve them, you need to start before they're really yours. You can't even not take from them before they're officially yours. Cause in the Lord's eyes dating, Oh, they're mine. No, they're not. Not yet. You're on the way there. Yeah. But not, you know, in the eyes of the law or more importantly, God. Yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on. And, you know, we can we can justify and we can have debate debates for hours on this topic. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can do it the world's way. If if that's what you choose to do, go ahead. Um, but sooner, well, sooner or later, you will figure out that that's not going to work and give you that unconditional love that, that your heart that the child inside of you is really looking for because that's all it is where we're, we we want sex and we take from the relationship because we're really looking to be love and that in that moment we feel love and we feel a release of mm-hmm. of, of joy and then before we know it, it goes away but you know then we need to do it again and so really we are addicted to our sinful pleasures pleasures and desires but that's another topic for another day but you know um we can choose to do it the world's way. And by the way, you you know, if you've done people that, that are on the other side now, you know, you know, there there are soul ties that comes with that. There's lots of things that you're gonna have that you're gonna get to heal from later on because mm. you that a part of that person stays with you. Mm. Believe it or not, it does. This it's not just a physical act. There's a spiritual, supernatural experience that takes place along with that physical thing. And so we're speaking to people that want to do it God's way. 
Yeah. And so this, so just to wrap it up, the world's way, it is, if you think about it, it is about what you can get because you want to get a feeling from them. You were with them because of how they make you feel. Yeah. It's not about serving and, and Christ's, Jesus, Jesus's method and way is about being a servant. And so relationships done with him as a foundation are completely different. And mm -hmm. this leads us to the last point of, you know, we can bring up the definition of love in the Bible. And I'll let you read it for us, honey, because the reason why the world's way of relationships are selfish is because, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say we, because I used to be a part of that, when that, the old me, we used, I used to think, so we think that love is a feeling. Mm. Once again, there is an emotion of and release of, of a feeling, but that's not the definition of love. When you look at the Bible, when we look at the Bible, we see the true definition of love. And so let's hear what that is right now. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So that right there, that that's a firm foundation of love. Mm -hmm. That right there, I mean, not in this version, um, but in the NET version, I believe this was NLT. It says is not self-seeking, mm -hmm. which I should have read that one. But speaking of being selfish, it's not self-seeking. So, you know, even before marriage, because that's who we're speaking to, all this this whole conversation will help you if you're married. Hopefully it just strengthens you, reminds you of these things that hopefully you already know. But we're more specifically speaking to those who aren't married yet, who are dating or are single, but want to be married and they want to do it the right way. This definition of love doesn't start when you get married to a person. Going back a minute ago, what we're saying about even the sleeping together conversation, if love is not self-seeking and love is doesn't demand its own way, it's not irritable, keeps no right, all these things, then why am I going to impose that I want something from my girlfriend or I want something from my boyfriend physically? This is just an example. It could be other, right? There's other <laughs> examples, but since we're just speaking about the physical intimacy, how is that a definition of love if we're demanding something from them? We want to get something from them. That's not love. Yeah, it's not. And I... Not God's love, at least. Yeah, n n not true love. I believe that even as Christians, a lot of times we forget what love is. You know, we mm. maybe have heard this before, but we didn't quite connect the dots in our minds that this is love. This is the actual definition of love. So if we, if we're still behaving in a manner that represents that we're living or quote unquote loving someone based on the world's definition of love, mm. which is 
treat them well, love them because they deserve it. But if they say the wrong things to you, if they treat you wrong, if they do something that you don't really like or approve, then you remove and retract your love from them. That's the, the world's definition of love. So when you go to the, so how can you apply, how can we apply God's definition of love to our significant other it's by first receiving it from God alone, experiencing that unconditional love from him. So once again, it all goes back to seeking him. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. Because if we cannot give something that we don't have, how can we give this unconditional love if we're not receiving this unconditional love? And who is the only person who's the only source? What is the only source of true unconditional love? It is God Almighty himself and Jesus Christ. There, there isn't another one. You won't experience true unconditional love outside of this. There is no source. He is there the is. source. So <laughs> you got to be connected to the vine. And yeah, I like just on that note, like what you were just saying, how can we love someone if we don't even experience love? It's the same conversation of how can I forgive my significant other? How can I truly forgive them and persevere through these things? Because they will mess up and so will you. But how can I persevere and forgive them if I'm not connecting to the fact that God forgave me? We forgive because he forgave us yeah. when we did not deserve it. And so it goes back to that relationship with him every day. We don't just need to be like, oh, yeah, I'm born again. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. And then move on. We need to be continually looking at the cross and, and looking at him and looking at, wow, what he did for me, what he is continuing to do in me, like all the things that he, like who he is. If we look at that, we have all we need, all we need Amen. to be you know, a perfect in quote unquote, uh, like in a better relationship, not a perfect, but have a perfect example. Excuse me. He is that perfect example. Amen. Amen. So, so Nick and Haley, what do I do with all this? Here's a great starting point. Commit to doing relationships the best way, which is with God in the center. Commit to doing that. Just make a decision right now. If that's you recommit, if you're already doing it, recommit. If your spouse is not doing it, if your significant other is not doing it, sh share this episode with them, not as a jab, but just share something that you believe that spoke to you, that that that, that helped you connect some more dots as to why it's so valuable to doing things God's way. Yeah. Uh, doing relationships his way. Commit to doing that. And then, but I want some practicals. Stick around. We're going to come back with lots of practical things on a day-to-day -day basis for us to do and implement uh, the you know strategies and the how-tos of how to actually do this that we're speaking about in yeah. simple and practical terms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if you commit, that's all you can control is yourself, right? So if you commit as half of the equation in the relationship, that's half of, that's half of it right there. That's it. It's and huge. so that can if, change everything. And if you're dating and you know you're with someone, you want to be with them. We encourage you to have this conversation just like Nick did with me. And I'm so grateful he did when we were dating. It hit me like a curveball. I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, hold on. Like, I never thought a guy would ask me to stop sleeping together, but I'm so glad he did. And he shared because he wanted to do it different. He wanted to do something he's never done. He wanted to do it God's way. Yeah. And I was open. And so men or women, you know, someone's got to start opening this conversation. Men, step up. Um, if you're a man, yeah 
preferably you, but ladies, if you're dating someone, you know, whether you send them this or you just, hey, mention it, hey, honey, blah, blah, blah. Like you need, it needs to start somewhere because if you guys both get on the same page, what what's going to happen too, I'll just throw in there is if you bring it up, either that person's going to be like, oh, heck no. And they might not be the one for you <laughs> because if you want to do it God's way, you're not equally yoked. Like Nick said, good luck. Um, or they're going to be like, you know, yeah, okay, I'm up for it. I don't know how the heck it's going to work, but it makes sense. And I want to honor the Lord too. And I know that we've been sinning in this way. And so um, start there because if both of you, you're with someone, you're dating someone who's on the same page with you about this, the beautiful thing about doing relationships with God at the center is that you're always going to be looking at him, both of you. You're always going to be on the same page, so to speak, like long term. You're always going to be on the same page because he is who you're always going to be looking at and your your source. You're you're constantly going to point each other there. I mean, even Nick and I, most of the time, you know, hopefully this is how we stay. But most of the time we're both looking at God. But then there's going to be seasons where some of us are falling and we're weaker or whatever. And then the other person can help and point them back to the Lord. That's right. That's the goal. That's the reason why this is so important. Because like in Ecclesiastes said, Having someone to help us when we fall, that's so important. Yeah. But they're not going to do that, and they're not going to point you to the right source if they're not walking that way themselves. Correct. That's it. That's it. That's it. it. I'm going to stop now. Hopefully this is valuable to y'all. Yeah, we hope you're taking at least one major takeaway from this that that you can apply, implement, wrestle with, think about, ponder on, um, and, and, and hopefully continue or begin doing relationships God's way in your life. So uh, we love you. Uh, if you haven't yet, leave us a, a five-star review if you enjoyed it. <laughs> leave us a nice Please review with some takeaways. Send it uh, to a friend. Send it to someone that could gain some value. We'd really appreciate that. If you haven't yet, if you're not following um, Horace Kingdom Podcast on Instagram, give us a follow. Uh, hit us up. Let's, let's uh, get connected. And we will be seeing you guys in the next episode very soon.